Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown Las Vegas! Insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. It is time for Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast covering the Las Vegas Raiders. Your hosts for this journey over the next eh, hour or less, somewhere around there, to talk about Raiders football. Mo Moten, he's the national NFL senior writer over at... Bleacher Report, also the Raiders columnist up at sportsnot.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Mo, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N, on Twitter. My name is Scott Branson. I'm your co-host. You can follow me on Twitter at LV Gull. You can also catch my work at Sportsnot. And also, Mo, just a little bit of a tiny little announcement. My friend Mario Tovar at Raider Ramble, I'm wearing the shirt on TV today, has, has coaxed me into doing some writing over there as well, too. So, going to be helping out mario and doing some content for raider ramble as well what the heck and it's going to be fo- yes it's going to be focused on what we do here on the show too so it'll kind of build off of silver and black today as well so so, so mario goes behind my back and steals <laughs> my co-host for for some writing responsibilities uh, yeah just slide mario i got yeah. you i got you mario He's he's coming after you. Um, and but but yeah, it'll be that. It'll be some video and stuff like that. We're gonna have fun. That'll be fun. That'll be kind of for for those of you who don't don't necessarily like some of my points of view on the Raiders, <laughs> you'll you'll love it because I'm gonna be. That's gonna be kind of my bombastic outlet, or I'll be oh, a little a little bit more provocative. Oh man. Yes, I'm getting in shape so I could be more provocative. No, okay. So it'll, but it'll be fun. But anyway, that's us, <laughs> and and so it begins today, Mo. It is time the rookies show up in Henderson today on Thursday, July 20th, for the start of rookie camp. Then, of course, in five days, the veterans will show up as well. So we're finally at the stage where there's actually guys. Now I know it's not real exciting at the beginning. But we're in camp. That means, in essence, Mo, the season has officially started. How are you feeling? Feeling pretty good. The condiment wars are over. We can maybe <laughs> get past uh, some of the Derek Carr debates that have gone on indirectly and directly. Of course, that's not going to happen. Uh, I think there. a shout, shout out to Anastasia who emailed us about that. It's, it's yes. not going away. The Derek Carr debates are not going away, by the way. They will continue. But we can kind of focus on what the team is doing instead of what players, former Raider players, are doing. 
elsewhere. That's correct. Yes. And not only that, but we can switch from being obsessed about Derek Carr to being obsessed about Josh Jacobs coming to camp <laughs> and uh, whether Jimmy G can stay healthy. But we'll get into that later. But the let's get into I know we've talked a lot about over the last couple of shows, but since we uh, went, uh, um, ugh, excuse me, guys, I got to wait. Let me drink some more coffee. Okay. Early morning. Get mm -hmm. it together, Scott. Okay. There we go. Sorry about that, folks. Um, since we last talked to you uh, on Tuesday, of course, we, we saw the deadline pass. Josh Jacobs did not reach an agreement with the Raiders. This has created a lot of passion. Uh, we hear running backs in the NFL are in these little chat groups talking about what they're going to do to help each other. Really strange to me. It's like, what are you going to do? You have a contract or you don't have a contract. You have the CBA. I just don't understand it. Any, it just blows my mind that they're getting all upset about it. Uh, and then you got people saying, well, hey, tell your kids not to play running back when they're playing peewee football or when they get into college. Hey, that's your choice. I get it. Makes sense. But the latest fallout on Josh Jacobs, you see it in the fan base. You know, I, I was actually surprised. I didn't I thought the the blowback on the Raiders, fair or not, because we've talked about it ad nauseum. Uh, was lighter than I anticipated. A lot of people, I think, are in the same boat. We have always been in, Mo, which is the two truths, right? Which is, hey, Josh Jacobs deserves a raise, but the Raiders made the best football decision for the organization by not committing to a long-term contract for him. So, so you kind of get that sense. I think that's sunk in pretty well with people. And I think the anxiety over Josh Jacobs isn't now. It's going to be as you approach the last week of camp heading into um, – uh, the the season and heading into week one, does he show up for week one, which we all believe he will. It's in his best interest to do so. But I think that's really where we're at. And and while it'll bring up and people will talk, call it drama and all this kind of stuff, it's really just kind of what we've seen over the course of several seasons with other players as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think once you get over the initial emotion of, wanting to pay the player because you want to keep your top players. Like I said, I, I understand that. But I made I made a point yesterday that the Raiders won six games with him at his best, right? Oh, yeah. And I know fans, will, some fans will, and some people will push back and say, well, if you keep him and, and improve the defense, you'll win more games. And I, and I also get that. But as I said yesterday on the podcast, as I said Wednesday, I, I believe it was, or Tuesday, whatever the case is, but <laughs> the Raiders probably are banking on Josh Jacobs showing up to the team anyway, or not showing to a training camp, but reporting to the team eventually because he has no real advantage of sitting out a year. And I, and I alluded to it a little bit on yesterday's podcast that if prime running backs are not getting paid the deals that they want mm -hmm. while active coming off some of their best seasons, Austin Eckler leading the league in touchdowns over the last two years, Josh Jacobs winning the rushing title. Uh, Dalvin Cook being a four-time Pro Bowler. Joe Mixon being a Pro Bowl running back, having to take a pay cut to stand Cincinnati. If those guys are having to take a, having to take pay cuts, you yeah. know, not not getting pay raises that they want. What makes you think you're gonna get what you want after taking a year off and playing football? It just doesn't yeah. make sense. You're not gonna no. increase your stock by not playing. So Josh Jacobs, now he may have a plan in mind where he's going to sit out anyway and he's going to do it for the bigger picture. Remember his cryptic tweet? He said, sometimes mm -hmm. you do things for the people behind you. He may really believe that. He may go out, go along and sit out games, and that's up to him. Yeah. But what I'm saying is from a realistic perspective, from a big picture perspective, you're looking at the market and you're looking at what running backs are paid. 
and how they're and how they're handled in today's NFL, he's not going to increase his stock by sitting out. And and Jordan Reed of, of ESPN made a good point, and I believe you retweeted it too, and you saw it. Mm-hmm. Running back is the only position in the NFL where their best years are tied to their rookie contract. Right. So think about that. Quarterbacks get better over time. They age well usually if they're top-ranked players. Edge rushers get better over time. They've pro bowler to all pro player to defensive player of the year, some of them. Running back is the one position where it's like, okay, their best years are their first four or five years, and after that, you're like, I don't want to pay a running back again. So how many times have I said, running? how many running backs – score big on the free agent market twice the list starts and ends with with zero i i can't think of one right now and that that's that that's again as jordan reed said of espn that's the one position where it's unique where you're getting your best on that rookie deal and after that you're not willing to pay them and for those who have scored on that second contract ezekiel elliott haven't panned out right because we see after year six an incredible drop off a cliff we've gone over it on the show here a couple times after years five and six, there's a little peak. So there's been a few guys who have had a great year six, but after that, it's it's a no man's land. Now, there's always an outlier, but if I'm a team and I got to manage the salary cap and I got to rebuild a roster, I'm not committing to years six, seven, and eight with a running back when I can go draft a guy on a rookie contract. Again, the most valuable thing in the NFL is a starter on a rookie contract. So that is what it is, I guess. That's exactly... Uh, I think what Saquon Barkley said, right uh, after after he didn't come to a deal, yeah, exactly. And so that that's the case of where we're at now. Over the course of this show, when we get to segment two, we're going to talk about big question marks going into camp, and then of course we're going to get to your mailbag in segment three. But I wanted to start off too with a, kind of an expectations uh, discussion, right? You talked about uh, on Tuesday that fans maybe should temper their expectations. The ones that are seemingly doing that might be in a better mental state as like week four, five, and six roll around. But my question for you, Mo, are low expectations of this team a blessing or not? Like, is it the point where, hey, this team's going to have low expectations? I watched a couple NFL Network pieces on the Raiders and Garoppolo over the last few days. All of them, I would not call them negative. What I would call them is hey, this team's a long way from being really competitive is kind of the way they phrased it. Not saying that they would be bad and terrible, but instead saying, look, there's a lot of question marks. Jimmy G's going to be there, and yes, he's got the the relationship with McDaniels, and yes, that could work to their advantage, but can their defense stop anybody? So, So you look at that, and as a fan, as we head into camp, everybody's excited today. From those expectations, should fans have low expectations and be surprised or do you think fans just need to feel the way they feel fans just need to feel the way they feel i I say this a lot on twitter i say this a lot on this show i'm not going to tell a fan how to fan i'm not going to tell a fan how to feel what they should feel how they should think about their football team you know i i and i know a lot of positive fans listen to the show like just when Wendy and a lot of others mm-hmm. who, who listen to the show and, and, and listen to it for hope because they hear a lot of negativity and they're tired of hearing the negativity. But I, what I will say is that what I will give you is honesty. I'm not here to, I'll say this again. I said this last week. I'm not here to tell you everything is going to be okay. Everything is rosy. The Raiders are going 12 and five and potentially compete for a Super Bowl. If I tell you, I think the Raiders are going to compete for the playoffs or a Super Bowl, I really mean it. I'm not saying it just to get you to listen to the show or listen to me or follow my Twitter account. I'm being completely honest. 
But with that said, I'm not going to tell fans, this is how you should feel about your football team, the team that you invest your money in, your time and your emotion in. That's that's you. However you want to feel about the Raiders and their expectations, that's on you. I'm telling you what my opinion is. And if I'm if, if you're of the rational state and not just going to be optimistic, I'm telling you, you should temper your expectations best based on what's going on right now, because there are major question marks. Even if Jimmy G is healthy, healthy enough to go and train in camp, we have to understand that he's missed 18 games in the last three years. So there's a chance that he could start the season healthy and end it on injured reserve. Yeah. Josh Jacobs, as I said, though, I expect Josh Jacobs to report to the team at some point before week one. He may not. Yeah. Tyree Wilson is recovering from a foot injury. Their top draft pick. I like the pick, but I understood the risk with him coming off of a foot injury. We'll see how quick or how slow he gets out of the gate. That's another question mark with Chandler Jones being 33 years old. The Raiders need that pass rush and that defense to step mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you this too. Raider fans, for whatever reason, I, I always feel as though they are really tuned into and care about what the national media has to say about the team. Right, they get very upset that the Raiders don't get respect when they deserve respect. And so last year, Mo, last year, the media was gaga over the Raiders. They really liked what the Raiders were going to do. Remember, they they were picked to be uh, near the top of the AFC West with the Chiefs. Rich Eisen went on and on about how the Chiefs, you know, or the 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 the, the Raiders could upend the Chiefs and the Raiders could be a surprise pick to make. The, the AFC championship. I mean, he went that far and then everybody got burned. So I think you also have to look at that is there was high expectations for this team last year and, and they crapped the bed because of those, those late game collapses again. And so what ends up happening is now the media is like, Hey, you burned me once. <laughs> You're not going to burn me twice. So I think that's why you'll see, even if the Raiders start making some progress, I, I just, I just want to tell our listeners and viewers out there that I think that you'll start to – it's going to be a hard year to to find good, positive things about the Raiders unless something goes completely nuts and somebody's doing so well that you can't deny it. I'll say this, and I speak from experience of covering different football teams and being very close to the Jets fan base, as many listeners know. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think the whole media hate thing is specific to the Raiders fan base. I think teams – Fans of teams that have struggled or haven't played well in recent right. years, especially for long periods, tend to get after the media a lot more. I know Jets fans are very hard on the media because the Jets have been crapped on for the past oh. you know, decade. They haven't made the playoffs since 2010, and the media is consistently dogging them. And now they have Aaron Rodgers. Jets fans are saying, I don't want the media on our side. The media has been talking about us for the past 10, 12 years. We don't need the media support. <laughs> I, I hear, I heard this when I covered the Giants for a short period, and the Giants weren't good between their Super Bowl wins. Giants fans were like, well, the media is crapping on us. And I, and I think I think it's a thing where if you – if you are a fan of a team that has struggled and the media mm. tells you your team stinks, yeah. you don't want to hear that from the outside. You'll mm -hmm. take it from other fans as you're talking, sitting with a pal, having a beer at the bar, or having food at a lounge or a restaurant. But you don't want other people telling you your team sucks. It's kind of like a family <laughs> thing, right? You yes. don't want people saying your uncle is a drunk. You know your right. uncle is a drunk, but you don't want other people but telling he's your you. you're drunk. Right. But right. you don't want other people telling you That's or right. talking about your dear uncle who's a drunk. 
That's right. just how it is. And, you know, so many workplaces now on Fridays, you know, they have Jersey Day and all that stuff. You don't yeah. want to roll into that jersey in your office, whether you're in Texas or New York or wherever you're at, in your Raiders jersey and people are like, Mwah. Raiders, yeah. you know. So so I get that piece of it. Yeah. But I think, I think that the low expectations, the media is going to have low expectations. Now, the Raiders, and, and we have a mailbag that we'll get to later. Somebody wrote in about this. But but to me, you're in a perfect position. You're in a perfect position to surprise everybody. Now, everything has to work and kind of fire on all cylinders for this team, I think, to, to surprise people to where it's something like the Raiders weren't, you know, we picked the Raiders for four wins and now they're going to win nine or ten games and be in the playoffs. It'll take a lot to get there. We'll talk about some of those questions in the next segment. We talk about camp. But that's what I always say is, is don't have low expectations and don't have really high expectations. Just be real. Watch your team. Enjoy. That's first of all, that's what football's about. And I know what fanatic means. I, I Raider Nation has the best fans of any any sports team in the world, so they're very passionate. And like every other group and subculture out there, Mo, you got people who are overly negative. You know, they could they they start practice two minutes late, and it's like <laughs> the season's over. Or there's some people who think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Now, I'll I'll rather side with the optimist than the pessimist. But don't worry about the fringe groups. Just watch your team. Enjoy your team. When they don't do well, yeah, you're not going to feel good about it. When they do well, enjoy that. Watch the growth. And I think that's that's my advice to out there. And we're going to talk about it all season long, of course. And we want them to do really well because it makes our job a lot easier. But I think don't have very low expectations, which everybody, some people do. The fire Josh McDaniels crowd, the the people who want a new owner, all that kind of stuff. It's it's a constant feeding of negative. Just stay away from those people. You mentioned our good friend Wendy out in the Bay Area. She's a great example of, of somebody who just stays even keeled. She's not happy when things go poorly, but she's always got something positive to take away from it. And to me, that's just a better way to live. Uh, here's my one piece of advice for Raider fans listening. Just take it one week at a time. There because we, we, we just don't know what's going to happen. Injuries happen, trade deadline, all types of stuff. Things that we don't expect to happen, happen. Like who had the Jaguars going from last to winning a playoff game and upsetting the Chargers after falling behind by like three touchdowns. So, <laughs> you, you know, just take it one week at a time because none of us actually know what's going to happen. We could tell you what nope. we think. Yeah. We could tell you what our opinion is. We give you a forecast of what we think, but no one knows. So just sit back and enjoy the show and buckle up. Absolutely. Well said. We're going to end it there for this segment. When we come back, Mo and I are going to get into some questions we have and that you should have heading into camp, which begins for the rookies today on Raiders Way out in Henderson, Nevada, not Nevada, Nevada. For those of you who are saying it wrong, you're welcome. But we're going to come back right after these words here on Silver and Black Today and Odyssey Original Podcast here with Mo and Scott. Don't go anywhere. 